0: Annihilation. 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 One minute at a time.
1: How doth the little crocodile improve his shining tail and pour the waters of the Nile on every
2: golden scale?
1: How cheerfully he seems to grin, how neatly spreads his claws and welcomes little fishes in. With gently smiling jaws. Lewis Carroll, The Crocodile One memorable visual in J.G. Ballard's The Crystal World, from which you might recall Thornton, Raddock, Ventress, and possibly Lena, take their names, is a crocodile. Quote, For the next hour he stumbled through the forest, his sense of direction lost, driven from left to right by the occluding walls. He had entered an endless subterranean cavern where jeweled rocks loomed out of the spectral gloom like huge marine plants, the sprays of grass forming white fountains. Several times he crossed and recrossed the road. The spurs were almost waist-high, and he was forced to clamber over the brittle stems. Once, as he rested against the trunk of a bifurcated oak, an immense multicolored bird erupted from a bough over his head and flew off with a wild screech orioles of light cascading from its red and yellow wings. At last, the storm subsided. A pale light filtered through the stained glass canopy. Again, the forest was a place of rainbows, a deep iridescent light glowing around him. He walked down a narrow roadway which wound toward a large colonial house standing like a baroque pavilion on a rise in the center of the forest. Transformed by the frost, it seemed an intact fragment of Versailles or Fontainebleau, its pilasters and friezes spilling from the wide roof like sculpted fountains. The road narrowed, avoiding the slope which led up to the house, but its annealed crust blunted like half-fused quartz offered a more comfortable surface than the crystal teeth of the lawn. Fifty yards ahead, Dr. Sanders came across what was unmistakably a jeweled rowing boat set solidly into the roadway, a chain of lapis lazuli mooring it to the verge. He realized that he was walking along a small tributary of the river, and that a thin stream of water still ran below the crust. This vestigial motion in some way prevented it from erupting into the spur-like forms of the rest of the forest floor. As he paused by the boat, feeling the crystals along its sides, a huge four-legged creature half-embedded in the surface lurched forwards through the crust, the loosened pieces of lattice attached to its snout and shoulders shaking like a transparent cuirass Its jaws mouthed the air silently as it struggled on its hooked legs, unable to clamber more than a few inches from the hollow trough in its own outline, now filling with a thin trickle of water. Invested by the glittering light that poured from its body, the crocodile resembled a fabulous, armorial beast. Its blind eyes had been transformed into immense crystalline rubies. It lunged toward him again, and Dr. Sanders kicked its snout, scattering the wet jewels that choked its mouth. End quote. The novel Annihilation has no gator, but instead a creature that the biologist calls the crawler.
2: But of the strangling fruit to reveal the revelation, to share with the worms, there shall be in the planting under the earth and sustain and herald that the seeds of the dead cannot forgive. Of the lives of the fatal softness that shall blossom in the hand of the sinner shall rejoice. Where in the very air, if there is no sin, those fruits shall come right beyond what any man can bear, and to revel in the black water shall still know life and death and the knowledge we have never seen or been seen, and surround the world, but whether it decays shall split open in a bliss of not knowing, and expand the mind in shadow or in light writhed for the impatience of the few, or out to see where lies the strangling fruit. While from the dim-lit halls in the earth that came from the hand of the sinner within the skull, that shall bloom dark flowers, the seeds of the dead. With the sun shining at midnight of other places, all shall come, or above, on green fields of the abyss. I shall bring forth of a monstrous flower, for all the decays is not forgotten to revelation. The shadows, that which dies, that gather in the darkness of that which is goldener like the petals, and a mercy in the shadows, a grace, and in the darkness with the power, and reanimated shall walk the world, forms that never could be, and their teeth shall devour the passing of an age. Just calls the crawler,
1: but we will come to that soon. Minute 36 begins with Raddick's rescue from the water in the half-sunken fishing hut. Someone says, hey, grab my shoulder. Probably an 80-yard line, Thorinson, but does not quite sound like her. Sure enough, after this line, Raddick makes her way out of the water between Thorinson and Shepard, leaving Lena behind them. Second five cut to angle from behind the three of them, and we get another 80-yard line. Seems like Shepard, but Tuva Novotny's mouth does not appear to move. This is dialogue for the sake of dialogue. (laughs) Beyond them, Ventress waits on the raised floor. The actual design of this angled tank is like a swimming pool in that it gets, rather abruptly, deeper. Ian Creed Marine
0: Coordinator. So we had to dig out a um, uh, section 5 meters square that we had to put this water tank in that uh, created the base of the water up so that they had clean, safe water inside the hut while they were filming and given the depth of water that was required also to do what they needed to do in the hut itself.
1: Ventress has, at some point in the last few seconds, in between cuts and, likely impossibly, picked up Shepard's dropped rifle and she holds a rifle in each hand neither ready for action. But recall last minute she was not making any move to help anyway. Instead, she watched, waited. These women, to her, are expendable. Shepard helped Raddick up out of the deep end, between an odd post and a fallen and torn rocking chair. Lena enters frame from the right, which seems an odd choice, the camera or Portman having crossed the line of the scene, which might have been fine for thematic reasons in the previous chaos. But this is the calm moment between attacks. Thornton uses the post to get to her feet first and grabs Raddick again. And we get another 80 yard line. Thornton. And we cut to second nine, angle toward door from across the raised shallow end of the hut. Lena positions herself rather deliberately between the water and the other women, Thornton and Shepard both helping Raddick again. Raddick stumbles, though the film will not make it clear later that she was actually injured in the attack and Lena moves to help. Radical gains her footing, and Lena stays back, but only barely. Second 13, another 80-yard line. Thorntzen, probably. You're good, you're good. Maybe Lena, but Portman is definitely not speaking as we cut midline to angle from opposite end of hut. Maybe our best glimpse of what those posts are. The hut is separated into two sections. The shallow end has a table with a couple chairs by a window, Shelves in the corner behind a surprisingly mold-free armchair, and a dresser. A set of antlers are mounted on the wall in the corner near the entrance. The two posts frame an archway into the larger deep end of the hut, and to the right we can see that there are shelves mounted between the arch and a post attached to the wall. The shelves to the left have been broken away at some point. It is a strange design for a fishing hut like this, both too fancy and too poorly constructed to have been worth the effort. But we get Lena framed in the archway, turned toward the water, as the other women, including Ventress, exit. We also get a continuity error, beyond Ventress's ability to pick up rifles at superhuman speed. Thorinson and Raddick left the hut already. Shepard is out the door, and Ventress is nearly to the door. Lena begins to move toward the doorway, and we cut to... 2nd 14, angle on Lena and doorway from Lena's left. She remains in place, breathing heavily... Thornton is not yet out the door, and Ventress is only just reaching the doorway, and she has lost the rifle that was in her left hand. Second 17, angle on water in the deep end. Lena's POV. Something beneath the surface is still moving around. Second 21, shot of the small clearing by the boat shed. A couple packs on the ground. A fishing hut in the distance right of center. Thornton helping Radic. Shepard just behind them, just leaving the near end of the dock. Ventress is maybe a couple dozen feet behind them. Lena, another ten at least, behind her. But I am distracted as they walk by what looks to be film production equipment in the upper left corner of the frame. A white circle, reflective. Shepard has her rifle again, carrying it loosely in one hand. Camera cranes down and back as the women come toward it. The boats, Thornton was examining... Come into the left edge of frame, and the fishing hut gets obscured by a tree. Thorinson, let's, let's sit you down. down. Radic drops to her knees, and falls into sitting more than anything controlled. Shepard moves to help. Thorinson continued, helping oh, with her bad. bag. Shepard reaches for Radic, in the cut to an almost reverse angle. Close on the three of them, Radic hyperventilating, Thornton surprisingly calm. Shepard, still on her feet, pulls Radic's pack off of her. Thorinson continued, okay,
0: okay just, just breathe. breathe.
1: Smash cut roughly the same angle but camera higher off the ground as Shepard raises up, reacting too early to something that hasn't happened yet. Or maybe she is surprised that our magical Ventress is behind her when she should still be several feet behind us. Shepard grasps her rifle with both hands, ready. Ventress reacts as well but looks toward Shepard, not toward where Shepard is looking. Thornton, off screen, continued. It's okay, okay. You're, you're just fine. fine. Shepard, what the no, hell mom. happened? Second twenty nine angle on Lena and it seems Shepherd's eye line was on Lena. Lena's is to the right toward the hut. Lena has her rifle in both hands ready to fire. Lena, something in the, in the water. water. Second thirty one we angle from inside the boat shed. Framed within it, we have from left to right Lena, rifle ready, the fishing hut, Thornton and Raddock on the ground. Shepherd, rifle at hand, but not as ready. Ventress, her usual casual self. Something hits the pawn sign wall of the hut from the inside. We still have not seen what is in there. Second 33, sort of reverse. Low angle on the women as there are cracking noises. Lena has her rifle at her shoulder now, definitely ready. Shepard has actually lowered hers. Second 36, back to the crane shot, but further on. The tree no longer blocks the hut. The women are at the left of frame, the hut taking another hit from inside. Is that right? (laughs) Lena steps forward, camera tracks right, and for just a second, the scene is peaceful. Nature sounds. The pond. Then smash cut second 39 angle from behind Lena as something emerges from the doorway to the hut. And it is almost a letdown that it is simply a gator. But it is pale and strange, emerging almost calmly, casually from the hut after just banging into its wall repeatedly. Smash cut, close on Raddick and Thornsen Thorinson, get, get up, get up, go. They get to their feet and we cut to, angle from pond, as the gator pushes itself right off the dock and into the water. It is pale, but unevenly, its skin patchy, white, and pink. The gator's emergence and the following attack was, like many parts of the film, mostly practical. Haley Williams, special effects supervisor
0: Alex has a very close relationship with Andrew our visual effects supervisor so um, he's very confident in visual effects but he also appreciates the need for physical effects when it interacts with our actors when it interacts say like here we're interacting with water a lot with the alligator and it's very important for the visual effects to have something to work with to have the actual physical interaction with the water movement, the way the water hits the ground, the way the water hits the actresses.
1: <laughs> Tristan, Verslui, prosthetics and animatronics supervisor. So
0: we made various elements to help achieve that. One of them being a full-size, uh, realistic-looking alligator. Another one was like a hero head. Um, of the same alligator so they could physically open the jaw and have a look inside and examine it and it's all kind of got the same weight and the teeth are kind of sharp and as realistic as we could make it, essentially. And there was a couple more elements for VFX reference. We had sort of um, a man-in-a-suit sort of version and then a sort of foam sort of standing version. And we also provided some other sort of like um, silicon versions for interaction with the water so the alligators to sort of come out of the doorway and slip into the lake and they needed obviously the displacement of the water.
1: Andrew Whitehurst visual effects supervisor. What that gave us was a
0: good natural splash from something that was the appropriate size. It also gave us a lot of things that again would be very difficult to add after the fact like the ripples that then go away and then if you look in the background of the shot when the ripples hit the, uh, the edge of the pond you start seeing the grass moving over there all of that we got in camera
1: then we paint out the buck and we replace it with the CG gator. Camera tracks slash floats left following the gator's wake. The water starts to settle and second 50 cut to angle on women from left. They all take a step back. Thornton has her rifle in hand but not raised. Shepard looks a little readier than a moment ago to actually fire her rifle but it is Lena who looks at least to my untrained eye the most prepared for using her rifle. Knees bent, leaning forward, ready to move, ready to fire, ready for anything. Another step back and we can see Radek is turned around and she steps up onto one of the overturned boats inside the shed. Smash cut second 52 to the pond in time for a jump scare. For us, for the women, and also for the actors. Haley Williams, special effects supervisor.
0: We set up for the first shot, which wasn't to do with the alligator launching out of the water, but then Alex... Quietly asked me, you know, are you ready to go? Could you could you do it for this tape, but keep it quiet because the actresses don't know. And then, so we sort of did all our final checks, got all our tests ready, and rolled the cameras. And everyone, other than uh, us, thought it was just the the first from the first rehearsal, just the first part of the scene. But then obviously we we launched the alligator out as they got to their mark. Ah! They all jumped back, scared, and then fell about laughing, so it was, yeah, it was quite funny.
1: Natalie Portman.
0: We all really just
2: jumped, um, you know, almost comedically, I think, in, in some ways, because it was, it was an actual surprise.
0: The
1: gator erupts from the water and onto the bank. and you smash cut to Thornton as she raises her rifle to fire it. Thornton, get back. Second 56, the gator again, and it growls. And I was surprised to learn that gator growls actually sound pretty much like this. I thought there might be a Jurassic Park situation where they combined various animal sounds to make the dinosaur noises, or something like the bear later in this film. But as sharks do not really growl, and maybe this gator has not been crossed with a shark, and the mechanism for altering the local flora and fauna is just experimenting with teeth. But that, that is a discussion for another minute. The sharks do not really growl, there was no sound to mix here, and an actual gator growl is fairly scary. The gator moves forward, and we cut to the high angle with that visible bit of what I think is film production equipment, and they also notice the women are a little farther apart from each other than they were a moment ago and this second is actually a little distracting as far as my suspension of disbelief. But then, Ventress makes her move to the right to separate from the group, and the Gator is awesome, and I am back, and he approaches slowly, menacingly. In second 59 we cut to, angle from behind the Gator, close on his mottled skin as he angles toward Shepard, or maybe Thornsson, and time runs out for this minute.
0: spoke what was it we said
2: wordlessly watching he
1: wakes by the window and wanders at
2: the empty place inside